what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm so excited for you all to listen to today's episode. Teddy is back, and we talk about The Bachelorette, the importance of Tasha and Ivan's conversation about Black Lives Matter, and who we think she's going to end up with, and what we think the rest of the season is going to look like. We also spill the tea on The Princess Switch 2, And you'll hear that I didn't finish it. And this is like two days later. And to be honest, I did not finish it. I did not revisit it. It is so bad. And then finally, we also share our top five Christmas songs. You're in for a treat and you're in for a lot of laughing. (laughs) Like honestly, like wheezing laughing. I was laughing so hard. I was like silent laughing. Like, you know, when that happens. So I'm really excited for you all to hear it. Just a small programming note. In true Tory fashion, I forgot to turn on my fucking microphone when I recorded this episode. So the audio is like a little lackluster, but just bear with me. One day I will figure it out or I will pay someone to figure it out for me. Anyways, let's get to the episode. Here's my conversation with Teddy. And I'm back with a very special guest. Teddy is here. Teddy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm so glad that we're recording today. I think our like episode is going to be super fun. Yes, I'm super, super excited for the topics that we have today. Mm-hmm. So we last chatted in, yeah, like March or April, the spring. What have you been up to since then? How have you been doing? Well, first of all, it seems like forever ago with quarantine... It, the time is, it's like, it's passed by super quickly, but also slowly. Um, but basically just trying to keep entertained. Um, as we know, you live in Canada, I live in Minnesota, so winter's coming. So I'm afraid of like being locked in and like the lack of sunlight. Daylight savings time is kicking my tail already. Um, so just trying to find, I mean, I almost want to create like, you know, a hobby list or something to get into for fun. Um, maybe start a new, you know, hobby or task because I don't want to get too bored. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's actually such a good idea. I've been kind of thinking about that too. Like I was like baking the other day and I'm like, this is so fun. Um, I never do this Mm -hmm. when I don't have time. So it's like (laughs) fun to start new hobbies. No, I definitely agree. It's, it's, uh, you don't want to get too complacent, you know, and it's very, very easy to do. Uh, with, you know, like I said, it feels like forever ago. It's shocking that you said the spring. It feels like it literally was over a year ago that we last talked. I know, I know. Time is just, I know everyone says this, but time is just so weird this year. Like, people are like, what did you do over the weekend? And I'm like, I literally cannot remember. But But then I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this was my life back in March. Like, it's just, it's so trippy. No, for sure. So today we're going to talk about The Bachelorette, Tasha's season, which I'm glad we can just, I feel like we've yes. talked about Claire too much. Let's just skip, <laughs> skip over that part. Pretend it didn't happen. We're going to talk about our favorite Christmas songs, which I'm so excited. Yes. And then we're going to talk about The Princess Switch. <laughs> uh, love Christmas movies as well, the whole package. <laughs> Me too. And the second movie of the Princess Switch series, I don't know if they're doing a, a third one, but just came out and 
we had the pleasure in quotes to um <laughs> to watch it so teddy what have you thought about this season of the bachelorette okay so we're just gonna like you said pretend that the first three episodes or whatever didn't happen don't know who that was um <laughs> i've really enjoyed this season Tasha is such a fun bachelorette um screw you um you should not be named this is gonna be boring She's not boring. Uh, she's what I find myself is she is really good at building these individual bonds, and I and I feel the chemistry with so many different guys in her. Yeah. Um, and they're fun to watch. These I was a little bit worried about the dates all being in the resort. I don't know if you shared that uh, because like how much can you really do, uh, especially when you're flying to Ireland in previous seasons and these beautiful countries. It, it, she's so fun to watch i've really been enjoying the season so far me too and i was like nervous about Mm -hmm. you're right she's just so normal that i was worried that it was going to be boring in addition to the resort having limited dates and like i'm not going to say like the lava floor thing was thrilling (laughs) (laughs) you know someone from lie like that wasn't great but um you're so right this is like it's been a good season and like I it doesn't feel super manufactured and I wonder if it's it feels more like Bachelor in Paradise which a lot of people think is like the better show anyways Mm -hmm. so agreed agreed yeah it's Mm -hmm. been it's been really good I've enjoyed it Um, I also agree that she has really good chemistry with people and she's a really good bachelorette. Like you can tell she cares about everyone, even if Mm -hmm. like we know that they're not going to make it Mm -hmm. like to the end. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I think obviously the biggest thing that stands out to me from this most recent episode was the conversation between Tasha and e- Ivan. I was going to call him yes. Evan. Let's not <laughs> let's not bring back memories of Evan on this Bachelor series because I like fucking hated Evan Bass. Um, but Ivan and Tasha were talking a lot about the Black Lives Matter movement, Ivan's brother yeah. going to prison um, and growing up in like predominantly white cities. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that conversation um i was honestly shocked um i do want to shed something else something from i think that she met brought up um with a previous episode actually before we even touch on that with i know everyone's saying she's the first uh us the sorry the second black bachelorette but she's also of mexican descent also of hispanic descent and it's really important uh, to acknowledge as a person that is black and colombian myself acknowledging both because i didn't even know i assumed that she was mexican and white and when she talked um, the last episode and mentioned that she was Joe, that she was actually Mexican and Black, I was like, oh, you know what I mean? Um, it does, it was amazing seeing that conversation. I never once thought I'd hear the words Black Lives Matter really on this show, uh, even after Rachel was on it uh, in her season. It, it was a very honest and real conversation. Probably one of the most real conversations. Seeing them connect was so beautiful, also because someone that, can identify with those things that is also mixed race or something that the bond you have with other mixed race people that understand because of various things that you go through in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a beautiful moment. Um, 
yeah, I, I see, and Tasha just going, admitting that she had never felt that before it was amazing and just, it was super, it was refreshing to see that conversation for sure. Yeah, I agree that like when she left that date or when she was doing one of her like interviews, she was like, Ivan and I have something that like no one else mm -hmm. can understand. Mm -hmm. And like that, like that is just so beautiful to like think about. And it does make me nervous that she like doesn't pick him and I'm going to like cry a lot <laughs> because I think that they like they do have a really, really beautiful relationship. But mm. um, and I just yeah, I feel like I'm going to be set up for like just a disaster ending. But like, do you think that that is something that people look for in a partner, like someone else that is mixed race so they can understand like that identity piece? So I would honestly say looking at my, I only could really go off my own experiences. I don't, you know, when I talking to someone, I just talk to them and get to know them, get to know their cultures, etc. So I think that's honestly what Tasha does too. She's not sitting here going out looking for someone else exactly like her that's you know going to be mixed you know you just kind of fall in love with that person get to know that person and then go from there get to know their culture no matter what it is etc um but i think this was just an added bonus and a, a, a nice surprise and shock you know that that happened i would say i don't know if this was just me but it she seemed surprised when ivan brought it up like do you think that she was thrown off because she has been a part of this show before and they usually don't talk about this stuff like on dates. Like she seemed like, like she obviously like picked it up really quickly, but I saw like mm -hmm. a moment of like, oh my God, flash across her face. Mm -hmm. And so we've talked about like how these kinds of conversations in Bachelor Nation aren't aired, but I also, it seems like from talking or listening to uh, Rachel Lindsay on different podcasts mm -hmm. it's also just like not discussed and I mm -hmm. think that that's such a detriment to like these shows like look what happened with Becca Kufrin <laughs> seeing her was a blast from the past I don't know if I needed that but <laughs> <laughs> neither did I, I was uh, like oh <laughs> um, I would say that she was surprised but ready, I would say. Um, I do want to give props to ABC for doing that. I, I did not think they would. I know we've been, um, in the last year, it's been sad. So many networks have been coming out saying, we're going to do more diversity in casting. Or ABC specifically got under fire with their leads. And I do want to say, while it's important to have diversity on the screen, behind the screen as well. Um, I'm not saying I know, you know what producers or what editors put that package together. Thankfully, I do feel like it was well done, mm -hmm. but having the diversity in terms of knowing how to tell those stories is important as well. And I do hope that they put emphasis on that and on the PAs, et cetera, with the show, just so that it's not like a fad. I know that Rachel, who was my favorite bachelorette ever, was really um, emphasizing that not being a fad in a phase and what's you know, in right now. Don't give us two years of diversity and then go back to you know what I mean because for me it's so much more fun to watch I've expressed before that I only got back into Bachelor Nation because Rachel I saw there was a black girl 
as a lead. I was like, huh, that seems, that's really rare for the show. So I think the franchise will only grow um, with this. I want to be behind and on the screen as well, in my opinion. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about this episode in particular and um, this season and their efforts towards having a more diverse cast, etc. You live in the U.S. and I think mm-hmm. that the the majority of people mm-hmm. watching this show is like middle America. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that they're actually like? Do you think that they think they're going to alienate? alienate their audience like it's just like it's so tough I don't even know what the question is (laughs) I know what you're saying Um, I do think that you you put on what you think is a reflection of the United States um and it's not like people of color are not interested in love stories and our or our cheesy reality tv show you know people watch you know this and that um I think what I like about it is, yeah, I think people are going to be mad that for this, this next year straight, we have two POC, two black POC leads at that. They're not going to get, you know, this Tom Thumb lead, this, you know, dark, you know, hair and this chiseled jawline. They're going to get, see different kind of beauty. But to that little black boy, little black girl that doesn't see themselves on TV, it's going to be so important. I watched the very first season of The Bachelor with my grandma. Well, I don't even know what year it premiered, but I remember the show. And the top four had one black girl in it, and I was shocked. I still remember her to this day. I still remember her. Um, so that tells you something for how long it lasts in your mind. Um, but I think I, I, I just it will be telling what they do, what conversation we're having in five years, or in, you know, in six seasons from now. You know what I mean? That will be very telling to see if they're if their hearts and if their minds are in the right place, in my opinion. You're right. Like, it's, like, great strides, but we want to see, like, a sustained effort towards yes. diversity yes, and yes, inclusion. Yes. Yeah, yes. that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think that it has been touched upon with, like, lots of the people that cover The Bachelor, but, and, like, Bachelorette, etc. But I just want to, like, state how, like, on this podcast, like, how historic this like truly is because you're right I've Mm -hmm. been watching since season one I fell off with some of like the bad seasons Mm -hmm. like Peter and stuff (laughs) but like you're right like I've been I've been a day one fan too Mm -hmm. and just I don't think or at least in my world it's like I I cannot believe that something like this was happening and to this depth because I think it would have been very easy for them to show a conversation like, oh, this year has been really tough with like COVID and like the political climate and stuff. Mm -hmm. But even them talking about Black Lives Matter, mentioning George Floyd, like. That shocked me. Yeah. I was shocked like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was Mm -hmm. really shocked that because I think it could have just been glazed over or talked about like where it's like we're insinuating like rise of Black Lives Matter, especially yeah. this year. But like it was really explicit. And I think that that's the part, not only that this conversation was included in the episode mm-hmm. um, and not just had and left on the the cutting room floor, but that it was so explicit at what it meant. Yeah, to all the Karens who are mad, to all the Toms <laughs> that are mad, get over it. 
Uh, it's, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be controversial to want equality for everyone. And no. just because you're saying Black Lives Matter does not mean all lives matter, but all lives matter are not in danger right now, you know? So I don't want to get too political, obviously, but I just want to say that, like, I, I forgot that moment. Yeah, they, when I heard George Floyd's name, I was like, whoa. Because everyone doesn't know. I'm from Minnesota. I'm from Minneapolis. I know where exactly that event happened. So to see it reaching national scales on a national network like ABC was definitely, yeah. Yeah, and, like, they also talked about Ivan's brother being in prison and, mm-hmm. like, brutality in prisons with, like, correctional officers and stuff. Like, even, yeah, that was shocking. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just a lot to take in, and I'm so glad that these topics are being broached to this wide yes. audience and yeah. in such a digestible way because this is really how I think, like, change can happen is when you just see two people on a show that you love discussing something mm-hmm. that's so personal to them and mm-hmm. and that's obviously like deeply affected their lives and will continue to so um i like was like weeping <laughs> well what i like about it is this is probably this could be little becky's first time seeing two black people two mixed people talk about this you know what i mean with a she's maybe approaching with an open mind or learn something that's what's important about this and that's what's so comforting knowing that could actually you know happen she could take she could have what can she take away from this as someone that may not have diversity in her town you know what i mean maybe she's going to treat someone that she doesn't look like her next time you know a bit nicer be more open to getting to know them that's the little things you know the little the little echoes and the ways that are created from this, I really hope are good, and I'm really hopeful. That's a the Bachelor Nation is a huge, popular show, you know, so I applaud them for doing that. Yeah, like it is. I, I again, I don't think we realize how like how much of an impact the Bachelor mm-hmm. has on like society because it is so yeah so commonly viewed and. Um, there's so many things wrong with it that like, I'm like, I hope you don't pick like this learning up from it or whatever. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's weird about like stuff about sex and, and just like that it's all mm-hmm. hetero and stuff like that. But it's like, it, yeah, I just, this could be so impactful for so many people. So, yeah. um, it was really historic. And do you think that it's a turning point that we'll see like people on dates, the lead and, and the cast members talking about some of these deeper topics. Like, do you think they'll show more because it got such a well-received response? I I can say I hope so. I do think them having back-to-back black leads is something that I never honestly would ever thought would happen on the show. Um, we'll see with Matt season, I think. I think the also obviously is a black lead, going to have a diverse uh, cast of them to choose from. I want to see the conversations he talks about, what more we're going to see from Tasha. And like I said, in these next six solar seasons, what are we going to see? That will be the, I can't say it's a turning point yet. It's progress. But like I said, are we just going to go back to what we've been seeing for the previous, you know, seasons or not, you know? So. Yeah, that's a really good point. 
Is there anything, like I want to give you space, is there anything else that you want to mention about the Tasha and Ivan conversation or anything else about like diversity and inclusion on in Bachelor Nation? It's, it, it was just cool to see, like I said, to identify with that being a person of mixed race, to see that there could be someone like me younger that's going to remember this conversation is so, so cool. I just think I, I do applaud them for that. And um, I hope it continues. That's what I want to say. It's... I'm going to be following their journey, but I do think, like you said earlier, it's going to be heartbreaking. I I like so many of her connections. I'm going to be heartbroken at this point with whoever wins, and I'm scared. I know. Who do you think are like the lead contenders for oh. Tasha's heart? So, like that, I think that she may pick, or that I yeah. like for her. <laughs> okay so i love her and brendan together the guy that was um divorced when you have these common things especially in a short amount of time i would feel like that you know it helps um speed up the process naturally to have that commonality with them um ben doesn't seem genuine to me um it's a huge issue i have with him actually um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that he's still around. I thought he was going to be one of the people yeah. that um, that Claire weeded out. To be honest, it just feels off. I can't put my finger on it. Um, I okay. I have a soft spot for Blake. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I I like him. Yeah, me uh, too. The wildlife manager from uh, Canada. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. Always going with Canadians. Um, and then looking at this cast, I would say there was one. So Ivan isn't even in my top like three. That's what's crazy about this. Like I have, I don't like Bennett. Can I just say, I mean, unpopular no. hot take. Uh, okay, he can't spell. He went to Harvard. <laughs> we can get it. Uh, like uh, next, but as long as Ed is gone, as soon as it should have been gone three episodes ago, Claire should have got rid of him. I totally. can't stand Ed. Totally. <laughs> Ed is just like everything I hate in men, just like wrapped up into one person. (laughs) He's so horrible. And I think he's just there to like, like, I think he's one of those people that the producers are just like, you have to keep Ed and you have to keep Bennett. Like, because they're making (laughs) such good TV, but like, it's so annoying because I just want... I'm actually, like, so surprised. We only have a few weeks left. Um, like, the season finale is December 22nd. And there's, <gasps> like, oh, wow. 12 okay. guys left. Okay. Huh. Okay. Like, we literally have three, I think, three weeks. Well, she better pick Brendan or Blake. That's my yeah. final decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I think Brendan is, like, the clearest frontrunner. Like, okay. he seems... He seems like winner material, just mm. the way that he's been edited and just like their like chemistry and everything like that. Blake, I just like again, I think that he'll continue in this this world. Like I I bet we'll see him on Bachelor in Paradise, but I just I don't see it with Tasha. Question. Mm-hmm. Can we please touch some light on where her first impression reels went to Spencer and where has he been since? I I, I love Spencer, and now he's nowhere to be found at all. <laughs> I know. He hasn't even gotten screen time. <laughs> it's 
So that's heartbreaking for me. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, that's actually funny that you mentioned that. I was literally thinking that when I was watching the episode about, like, how mm-hmm. usually the female leads pick, like, the first yes. impression rose. Because yes. girls are smarter than boys. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so easily. And, like, again, this was, like, such a miss. It was so yeah. weird. Maybe she was just, like, overwhelmed with, like, first night jitters that she just kind of, like. Maybe she looked at his eyes and just, like, I mean, his, his yeah, I don't blame her. But he was going to be the villain, no. And now poor Noah is getting yes i thought spencer was was being set up to be the villain of the rest Mm -hmm. of the season but it it truly looks like it's noah Mm -hmm. which is bad because i have him i think on two drafts that i'm doing (laughs) with people doesn't it make you want to know what we don't see like is he just like someone that's pushing someone down the stairs behind the scenes or (laughs) what is he or is it just the fact that because to me he stepped up hopped the fence you know, and don't be mad that he got a rose. Don't be mad that he's expressing. It's, it's almost like everything gets blown up. Like you would get, you know, dragged for saying you want an extra cupcake after dinner. <laughs> How do you want a cupcake? You know, have you thought about <laughs> Tasha wants a cupcake? Like, it's like, why are we, why is everything so blown up? <laughs> I know. And I think it's just like a product of their environment being like trapped in this fucking La Quinta <laughs> resort. But it's like literally Noah. Like, this is, like, a tale as old as time of, like, him doing something crazy and then all the guys just, like, attacking him. Like, yes, it's tiring. It's so tiring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is so, so, so tiring. But, yeah, I am worried that, like, do you think that she's engaged? Like, do you think that this ends in, in a proposal? I... See, I want to trust Tasha. I do. But I, with her first impression rules give out in terms of that person now being invisible, with her dating John Paul Jones, I don't know. I, I would say that she isn't. And it breaks my heart. I think she could have gotten there actually started at the beginning, but yeah. everything was so rushed um, that I don't blame her if she isn't or if the guy isn't ready, if she isn't ready. It's so quick. Um, but I don't think she is. I, I follow her on social media, and she doesn't give out those vibes. Yeah, I agree with you that you can sometimes in, like, interviews or on social mm. media kind of pick up on, like, vibes from the leads post-season. And I totally agree with you about that. But I'm wondering if she's just, like, decided to date the person, which I'm also, like, totally... Is normal okay. and okay, yes. Yeah. Like, Unless you're Peter from Rachel's season, it's not okay. nothing is okay for peter (laughs) literally nothing yeah i i agree that like i don't think we're gonna have like a big sweeping proposal but i'm hoping that she's like found someone she wants to date but that's so funny that you brought up jpj because it was like what was that (laughs) which is why i'm like these guys say Noah has no chance. I'm like, have you seen JPJ? Yeah. Have you experienced JPJ? Noah has a chance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anything else you want to touch on about The Bachelorette before we move on to our fave Christmas songs? Noah, this has been therapeutic. I'm excited to see if the show goes. I, I wait for it every Tuesday night. I, I love watching it. So I'm excited. I, I'm really, really enjoying Tasha overall in this season. It's amazing. 
Me too. Me too. I was worried after the first couple episodes, but I think it was also because I had such high expectations because we had been waiting in like six or seven months to get any Bachelor Mm -hmm. content. So I think I just had like extremely high expectations, which probably wasn't, wasn't fair to Claire, but now it's really like found its stride. And I'm just like, so happy that, um, yeah, we are where we are right now. Same. And I'm very excited for January 4th to see Matt and all of his ladies. That preview was so good. I'm ready to. <laughs> oh, my God. The preview was so good. And I'm so excited for a Bachelor that doesn't know, like, the ins and outs of, like, the TV show. Like, it's just going to be so refreshing, I think. And I'm excited if you also see Tyler Cameron. But we'll see. <laughs> Teddy and I are straight up like president and vice president of the Tyler Cameron Club. Yes. <laughs> like, honestly, we are probably like creepy stalker level. And you're right. I cannot wait for more. Like, I'm sure he appears multiple times on the TV show. Fine so. with me. Sign me up. So I'll be there. Honestly, honestly, I yeah, I, like that truly is what I'm looking forward to is more Tyler content. Oh, it's so sad, but um, yeah, he will always be my number one in this in this whole series. Like I, the jawline, I just, I just everything, everything is just like he looks good in like a like a pea coat to like a suit to like on the beach. Like it's just it's unfair. It is unfair that someone like that exists. (laughs) Okay, I'm so excited to talk Christmas music with you because you have such good music taste and I have such bad (laughs) music taste. Okay, let me just preface this by saying, like, Mariah Carey is the queen of Christmas. Yes. And I consider myself a descendant of Mariah (laughs) Carey's Christmas. I'm basically Buddy the Elf, starting in, like, April, May, I would say May, June is right, but I, I pick this music for as no, year round. I love Christmas music, always love Christmas, favorite holiday. I love it more than my birthday, loved it more than my birthday as a kid. I have a Christmas playlist that I'm going to probably drop after the podcast. Yes. I, I love Christmas music. Just want to put that out there. Me too. Yeah, I agree. I started listening to it probably two or three weeks ago, and it's going to be nonstop. Oh, I'm so ready. And we're getting a lot of good Christmas music, in my opinion, released this year. Which is totally. what, what we need with the climate now. Yeah, I can honestly. Take some happy music. Honestly, it was so hard to narrow down a top five. I'm scared. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I can't relate to that, but you know, you know. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Okay, do you want to go like five, four, yeah. three, two, one? Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, I feel like I'm going to get absolutely fucking roasted, but whatever. I'll go first so that you can, you know. So my number five top Christmas song of all time for me is Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Oh, my God. It's a more recent one of the last 10 years or less. But, and it has been, it's a big Christmas song. It's like, I think, in the realm of, um, it just, for me, it makes me feel good. It's upbeat. It's not a sad Christmas song. Uh, and I, Kelly's voice is amazing. Um, so I love that song. That's for me a top five. That's my number four. What? Yes. 
Yes. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I know. I was like, damn, maybe I No, The rest are absolute disasters. But, um, okay. It was also featured in the movie we're going to talk about next, The Princess yes, Switch yes. 2. I, and I, I was like, <laughs> I was so happy. And I was also like, how did this shitty movie, spoiler alert, like get the rights to this classic Kelly Clarkson song? Netflix's power, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay, that's a really good number five. My number five is My Only Wish This Year by Britney Spears. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I can't say I've listened to that in the last 15 years. I don't even, when I think of Britney's voice, I don't think of Christmas, but I'm assuming it's nostalgic for you. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just really good. It's also, actually, you'll notice a theme in my top five songs that it's, it is like upbeat, fun. Okay. Like about love and stuff like okay. that, and um, it's just a really fun one. Like it's one that you want to like decorate your Christmas mm-hmm. tree to. Yeah. All right, Brittany. I didn't. I didn't think we would get a mention on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my number four is "Santa Tell Me" by Ariana Grande. Now, it, this is another bop of a Christmas song. I've shared it with. I've got my friends hooked to this song. The music video was fun. Her voice is amazing. I I love this. It's just a fun pop Christmas song, in my opinion. I love it. It was on my honorable mentions. It is okay. like pop perfection. Yeah. This is a spoiler, but I I included another Ariana Grande song in my top five, so Me I too, felt like enough. I yeah. Yeah. So I felt I know, like I, those I know I'm extremely shook. <laughs> I just didn't want to have two, but like Santa, tell me, like it's it's just perfect. Like it's just pop. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Yeah, perfection. Um, my number four, like I said, was mm-hmm. "Underneath the Tree" by Kelly Clarkson. Taste, the taste jumped out. Very proud of you. <laughs> it's just so good. Like Kelly's voice is like the perfect voice to do any Christmas song mm-hmm. and that whole album that she did is like extremely read, yeah. good. She yeah. also released two new Christmas songs. I believe one is All I Want for Christmas is You and Underneath the Mistletoe. Check those out. I've added those in my playlist. Those are both amazing. Been playing the heck out of those. Love those. Okay, I love that. Okay, I'm gonna listen to those after this. <laughs> All right, so number three for me. It's a bit of a, a three for one combo. Last Christmas, but Three different versions here. I like to go between the Wham version, the Glee version, and the Ariana Grande version. So for me, it's like you get the best three in one. So I switch around, but that that last Christmas is a staple for me. That is a really good song, and I'm kind of sad that you didn't include the Hilary Duff or Ashley <laughs> Tisdale version. <laughs> like, where are those, Teddy? <laughs> Tori's really justice for the pop princesses. <laughs> The Hilary Duff Christmas album, like, is iconic. Is she the one that had Candy Cane Lane? Santa Claus Lane. Oh, maybe that's what, okay, see, okay. Um, look at me, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Hillary made my honorable mentions, especially, like, Tell Me a Story with Lil Romeo um, and Last Christmas. Actually, honestly, just stream her entire, <laughs> her entire album, Santa Claus Lane, like, but yeah, that's a really good one. Last Christmas is a really, really good song. Um, but I am only intimately 
acquainted <laughs> with the Ashley Tisdale and Hillary Duff versions, to be honest. What's your number three? Okay, my number three is Christmas Eve by Justin Bieber. Oh, <laughs> Straight from Billboard.com. Is this your list? Yes, it is. Bieber. Yes. Okay. So Christmas Eve is like a song that was like written for his Christmas album. Like it, it's not like a classy. I didn't even know he had a Christmas. I, I I know that he had a song with Mariah Carey in a video, but I didn't know he had an album. Yeah, yeah. It came out. It weirdly came out on January first of like 2011 or something like that, okay. which is weird to like post it past Christmas. It's just really good. No, what I'll, what I'll say about this is that for me, like Christmas songs should also be nostalgic. It should make you remember something. So for me, like my top, my top song reminds me of Christmas as a kid, and my you know second like one is just a classic. But it should be nostalgic. So that's why I think that, like, I know you have Brittany and Hillary and Ashley. Like, it should bring back a memory, though. You know what I mean? So that's why I like about, like, for you as a kid, is to remember these remind you of Christmas. That's totally okay. Totally. Thank you for that. Because, yeah, like, my sister got the Hillary Duff Christmas album from Santa, like, at my dad's, like, work party in, like, fucking probably, like, 2000 or whatever. And, like, we just played that on absolute repeat mm-hmm. for, for the past. For you. Yeah, yeah, it is such a good memory. But the Justin Bieber album is, like, really good. He does some classic ones and then ones that were, like, obviously, like, written for him. I don't know if it was, like, mm-hmm. by him or by his team. There is a song called Drummer Boy by Justin Bieber. And I believe it's Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, oh no, you've lost me there. <laughs> that is just, <laughs> that is just like, it's, it's so comical and like so bad that like, I, I love it. <laughs> so, so Are you trying to ruin Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's swiftly move on, but okay. listen to like Stream Drummer Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Not this hashtag. <laughs> okay, right, what's um, your two? So, to all the Christmas enthusiasts out there, please don't kick me out of the club. My number two song is probably a lot of people's number ones. The Queen of Christmas herself. All I Want for Christmas is You by The Mariah Carey is number two for me. And it's because number one obviously is more nostalgic for me. But this, this song, All I Want for Christmas is You, it is a classic. It's amazing. Um, I have opened up in my mind with her on stage to this song numerous times. Um, it just, everyone knows the words when you're shopping, when you're, you know, over a fireplace. It just, it's, it's never going to get old. I, you know, it's, it was number one just last year. Everyone loves this song. It is just the Christmas song. Yeah. Like, I think it's like indisputable that this is the Christmas song of, like, the entire world. Like, it just, it's, it's just so classic. And you're right. Every time I think about it, I think about, like, shopping at the mall with all the Mm -hmm. Christmas decorations and, like, just belting it out. Like, (laughs) yeah, just trying to hit those high notes. Like, (laughs) like, just, 
It is so classic. I It's in my honorable mentions only because I was like, there's no way that, like, this is the default number one song. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Just, like, I was just like, on, this, it should be on everyone's list for sure. Yes, it's gonna be yes. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, and whoever thinks it's, like, overplayed and stuff is just wrong. No, no, it is just the song, the Christmas song, yeah. Yes. Okay, my number two is Winter Things by Ariana Grande. Do you know that song? Okay, so was it on her Christmas EP? I think so. Okay, because I, I, I know a few of those songs on the Christmas EP. Uh, I've obviously picked my faves. I haven't heard that one. I heard Christmas in California or something like Snow in California. I don't think I've heard that one. Is it is it a bop? Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, Christmas and Chill. Christmas and Chill. So it's called Winter Things. Yep, it's on there. It's on Christmas CP. So, okay. So it's a song that it's actually like acoustic, I think. And like, Ooh. it's very like chill. But basically it's about wanting to do winter things with your like love. And Aww. I just really like it because... I think it captures, like, what that feeling of wanting to do, like, ice skating and yeah. Christmas tree decorating and, like, long walks in the snow with, like, someone you love. Like, it just is really good at capturing that. So, and it's just oh, a different God. style because, again, I think it's, like, kind of acoustic-y and, like, yeah. it's really, like, it doesn't have a lot of, like, bells and, like, Christmas jingle. Oh. Um, so I kind of like that it's a little bit different. That's nice. That's awesome. Are we ready for... All right. I'm so ready. <laughs> and yeah, let's get the, the Christmas horns going. So, my number one Christmas song of all time is quite nostalgic for me. It's from the movie The Grinch. It's Where Are You Christmas by The Faith Hill. I... This song is in, like, my top ten songs on Spotify of all time. I've So, my friends have been make fun of me because when I release, like, you know, like those little apps that come out like your top 10 songs of all time or your top, you know, 15, etc. There's always a Christmas song on it and it's this Christmas <laughs> song. I listen to this all year long. It, the, the music video is in this horrible 240p on YouTube. So I can barely see, I barely know what Faith Hill looks like. But like, I love this song. It's, it is a little bit of a sad song, but it's like, you know, it reminds me of my grandma for Christmas and the holidays and just like, you know, when you were a kid, it just, it, I can hear it now in my head. It's just, you know, she's playing in my head right now. I, I love this song. I just, I really love this song. That is actually a really good top one. And like, left out of left field, I, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, but it was Which really good. Fun. I remember always like, when I used to dance, there would be like ballet pieces to this song. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's a really beautiful song. Mm -hmm. I love that song. It's classic. And it's Absurd. Faith Hill. Like, we love Faith Hill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to share this. <laughs> I don't want to share this. <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> My favorite Christmas song that just gets me, like, will bring me from depression <laughs> to, like, joy in uh -huh. 10 seconds. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Oh, good choice! I listen to that all the time. Okay, it is, good. That is a bop. Okay. I'm not going to sing right now, but yes. I almost did on accident. forgot where I was. But no, I love it. It's like two songs in one. I, that is a great choice. That's, okay, you know, good. that's the song I can get behind. That's a pop 90s song our generation can get. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. 
I'm so happy that you think that. It's just, it's so fun. Like, it's just, it's so fun. It's, like, easy to sing along to. And, yeah, I just love it. It it just no. reminds me of, yeah, the Christmas That's season. That's how a boy band should do a song. Like, yes. I think that is, that to me withstands, it fits in the 90s and back then and today. In my opinion, seamlessly. I still listen to that today. It's on my playlist for sure. Yeah, that's album. a good point that 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 that's like a really old song that like still stands up. It's weird to see how far. I remember when that song when it came out, and now the fact that it's like Justin Timberlake has two kids now, and like the band's out together. It just it's wild. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like weird because I I always think like it's 2020, but I always think that 2000 was like. 10 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, when I hear about someone born after 2000, I'm like, and? There's a, there's a funny TikTok. There's more after, yeah. after 2000. <laughs> Honestly, that's so true. That's so, so, so true. Um, do you have any other honorable mentions that you yes. want to? Yes. I let's do. hear them. So, a few of mine, two of mine on this list, just put together some honorable mentions, quick ones, for more kind of the ones that dropped this year. Um, I, which will fit into your like kind of pop genre of like, you know, Hillary, I need you Christmas by the Joe bros released this year. Um, it is Nick Jonas's voice on this song is as smooth as butter. It is amazing. Uh, it's, he opens the song for the first like, minute and a half. It's very nostalgic. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slow song, but it really, in my opinion, it's really good. Um, Christmas lights by Coldplay is a classic. Mm, Anyone that knows me knows I love Coldplay. Love that one. Tori Kelly released All Over Christmas Is You, a cover of the Mariah Classic. Tori Kelly is an amazing singer. And a little instrumental love here. Christmas Eve slash Sarah, I cannot pronounce this. Sarah Javo, it's S-A-R-A-J-E-V-O. It's only instrumentals, but if you hear it, Tori, you would know it. That's the thing. Like, I didn't know the name until I actually had a friend tell me about it. But those are my honorable kind of quick mentions there i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna have to listen to those because i have you to my christmas playlist <laughs> yes okay yes and you can um share with me and i'll put it in the show notes so yes, people listening awesome. Oh, awesome. yeah can listen to these ones that we've chosen <laughs> oh that's amazing okay i love that you? um i mentioned the ones drummer mm-hmm. boy <laughs> santa tell me <laughs> anything off the hillary duff Santa Claus Lane album. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that because I, I really don't think I've heard that she's had that Christmas album, but I've never, I don't think I've ever listened to it. But yeah, I don't think I ever It's did. like, it's so overproduced. Like, <laughs> like it just sounds so fake and stuff like that, but I just, like, I love it. Nostalgic, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Okay, we wanted to talk about The Princess Switch. I obviously watched the first movie when it came out mm-hmm. um, in like 2018 or whatever. Not gonna lie, I couldn't get through the second one. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, 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 there's a trick to these movie stories, especially for this one. You watch it and wait. So I watched it over the course of three separate days. I just really finished it before the podcast. I had like five minutes left. It got super cheesy. Um, it's it's a lot of the same story again, but I love Christmas movies. I know they're gonna end up together at the end. That's fine with me. I watch for the cute boys. That's fine with me. Um, the decorations and soundtracks, if you know, it is the same story over and over again, but I, I'm a sucker for that, just like I'm a Christmas music. I love Vanessa Hudgens and Christmas movies, personally. This Me is her too. niche. She's found her thing. 
I'm not embarrassed for her. You know, get your paycheck. You're working. I, I enjoy. She's a, she has a good Christmas spirit, in my opinion. Okay, you've touched on some really important things that I want to talk about. A, you're totally right. I should have watched this in two chunks. I'll probably finish <laughs> the rest of it tonight. I got like three quarters of the way through. Like I'm at the like part where one of the three Vanessa Hutchins gets kidnapped. <laughs> like can't recall who it was. Like honestly, and I it was like 12 hours ago. Like so rough. Um, but yeah, I'm like an hour 30 out of like okay. two hours in. Like I'm pretty, okay. pretty okay. much done. Um, that was a question that I had for you is, are you embarrassed for these people? No, and I, I saw that question. No, I'm not. I, I, you're working. It's yeah. more embarrassing if you're not shown. Everyone loves a classic Christmas movie. No matter what, at the end of the day, kids will watch it if anything, you know what I mean? And, and she still, she still can sing if she needs to. Uh, she will always have high school musical to fall back on. No, she's where I'm I'm happy for her. I know she had a little questionable mishap earlier this year with coronavirus that just now remembering I might be getting letting her off too easy here. But um I, I enjoyed I, I enjoy her and Christmas together. Yeah, I think like for her especially, this is such an easy transition from like Disney Channel movies yes. to oh, good point. to Netflix. Yeah. Like it's basically like same, same. Um and you're right, she also was in Night Before Christmas. Love which that was one too. So good. Like that was yeah. actually like one that I like fully watched, like fully paying attention. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm a I feel a little embarrassed. I think like so I don't think that I'm embarrassed that she's doing Christmas movies on Netflix. I think the premise of the three, like, (laughs) triplets... It's like if Paratron had a part three. (laughs) Like, I was like... (laughs) Like, the first one, I was like, okay, this is, like, kind of getting a little bit embarrassing. Like, you changing your, like, accent and stuff. But then once we got to three characters of the same person, I was like, this is a touch embarrassing. Imagine the third movie. It'll be quintuplets. Yeah. <laughs> there should not be a third. I will say this. As much as I love the idea, if there's a third movie and I see five Vanessa Hudgens, that's where <laughs> yeah. I draw the line. Agreed. Agreed. I wonder if that's what their plans are because A Christmas Prince, another Netflix classic, did one, two, and three. Oh. Well, I won't complain about seeing... I don't know his name. The guy that played, I'll get my, my Vanessa Hudgens mixed up now. The guy that played the, the actual princess or the queen's love interest. The Kevin. dad. Yeah. No, I, I can maybe do a third. Give him a spinoff. How about that? Let's give him a spinoff with him and Vanessa Hudgens number two. Yes. <laughs> I'm interested in that. Like, I'm always rooting for Kevin. Um, and then just like the guy from Nashville, I. I'm also kind of embarrassed for him. I don't know why, but like primetime television to like this was See, the thing is though, but like Netflix is a huge, I feel like you can't be, maybe it was like on like HBO plus or whatever the heck it's called, but this is Netflix. You know, it's a natural streaming, national streaming platform. I feel like, you know, work is work. You know, you got to pay your bills somehow, you know, it's not like you're, doing a Teletubbies live remake, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Then I'd be embarrassed for you. So. <laughs> that That's a good point. Like, it would be more embarrassing if it if this was, like, on Hallmark versus... But, like, it is Netflix. That is a good point. 
no shade to Hallmark movies. Like, the Christmas people are going to come for you. You better be careful. I know. And, like, the Christmas people are, like, scary people. <laughs> but, like, I like, I like those movies. But, like, I wouldn't want that to be, like, my bread and butter as an actor. I think it's well, – that's a good point. I think what it is, it's, like, you've kind of had – I mean, you're making me think about being too easy on her. I mean <laughs> – it's, it's like she has her strong accolades throughout her career. Zach Efron was the breakaway star for that, but I consider her that too. I mean, you don't see Corbin Bloom anything, you know? Okay, that's so. actually a really good point. I think, like, for some reason, Vanessa and Zach from High School Musical, and I wonder if it was like because they were dating and stuff, seemed to get to like kind of like A list celebrity culture, like on red carpets oh, and stuff like that. Okay. And I feel like. So it does feel like a demotion, but you're right. Like, what else other than a few songs has Vanessa been in? You're making me realize she's been a part of some very bad movies. That means with her and that Beast of the remake of her oh, and Alex Pettifer. Yeah. So, oh, you're making me judge poor Vanessa Hudge. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize this. You know what? I, I will always be of Vanessa Hudgens and Zac Efron Shipper. To me, it feels like it was just five years ago they broke up. That relationship was literally 15 years, or like, whatever, like 10 years. It's crazy to hear that was 10 years ago. To me, I will never, they're gonna get back together one day, just like a Christmas movie, and find out there were true loves all along. Um, I know, it's weird how some of those couples, like, do seem like the perfect couples or whatever. Like, I think that same thing with Vanessa and Zach. It's like how I yeah. view Justin and Selena. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wanted to know, do you think Sophia, who is like the cousin, is the closest to Vanessa's real personality? Look at this deep dive. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I did my homework, <laughs> even though I didn't no, watch the I, full movie. I couldn't stand her. I, 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 I think the closest to her personality is, I mean, I don't know her, but I guess the baker. Um, Stacy. I would say, um, yeah, I would say it's the most, it's, you know. You are yeah. generous towards Vanessa Hudgens. I know. <laughs> Am I a Vanessa Hudgens stand? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have, like, other than that, like, extremely out of touch take about Corona, I, I do really enjoy her. Like, I, there's nothing, nothing that I can think of that I, like, dislike mm-hmm. about her, but I loved her album V or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I have to listen to Say Okay today, to this day. Oh, I that's such okay. a good song. Yeah. So good. Do you have any other suggestions for, like, cheesy? I have nothing oh, else to say about I The Princess sure Switch, the so. Right person. Um, so I don't know where you watch all these. Last year was on Hulu. But um, Holiday in Handcuffs with Melissa Joan Hart and the the man that is Mario Lopez. Such a fun, <laughs> cheesy, unrealistic movie that could never happen because of the age of cell phones. But it was the early age, so it, they pull it off. Um, for me, that's a good one. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited to watch this. I have no idea. It's one of my favorite ones. I, don't I know. have no idea how I'm going to find this. Oh my god, but this looks amazing. Um and then like Netflix has a great, great selection. Um 
And if you kind of are tired of the same, you know, love story, one, there's, there's, Netflix has a few great twists on what I would say for sure. Netflix is the way to go for your Christmas movie um, fix. And this, this is how I know a lot of them are the same because a lot of them are escaping my mind right now. So yeah. That's how I feel like you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Christmas with the Cranks, another classic one for me. Um, but yeah, I would say those two if you want a nice little fun shakeup. So nice. I'm gonna check those out. The one that I'm really looking forward to this year is Happiest Season. What's that? It's with Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, I think is the other lead, and then um, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek. Okay. And I'm very, very excited. It's on Hulu. It just came out like two days ago. From the trailer, it looks like it's a lesbian couple where one of them isn't out. Yeah, I saw it after. I know it was a Christmas movie, though. Yes. Yes, brings the girlfriend home, Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's a very realistic story, too. Okay. Yeah, to her family. And she, like, pretends to be, like, a friend or something like that. So, (laughs) and it has, um, the parents are Victor Garber. Do you know him? He's... uh, (laughs) I don't like Victor Garber. Okay, this is like a deep cut, but he's the dad in Cinderella, the Brandy version. <gasps> I love that movie. Me too. Okay, okay. I do know him. Yes, yes. That's too, yes. And then the mom is Mary Steenbergen who, again, is kind of random. She's in tons of movies. She was at The Mom and Step Stepbrothers. She's up? Oh, sorry, Elf, I mean, Elf? The Mom, no. No, um, she was in, oh, yes, yes, she was in Elf, okay, Stepbrothers, The Proposal, The Help. Like, she's been in tons of movies. You would recognize her if you saw a picture. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited because the cast looks amazing. The story looks good. Like, I'm yeah, just Yeah, I know her. I know, yes. She's in the movie Elf. Love that movie. Yes, yes another up. good Christmas one. I think that's it from us. Any other thoughts yes. on Princess Switch or Christmas <laughs> movies? No, this was a very fun podcast. Show was making me think for if I ever return, we should do nostalgic 90s, 2000s song or something like that. Little countdown thing. But thank you for having me on. It was super, super fun. Let's hope Taisha finds love. Let's hope that there's new Christmas songs galore. And happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody out there. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. Thanks so much, Teddy, for coming on. This was super fun. Awesome. (laughs) I'm going to include Teddy's Christmas playlist in the show notes. If people want to follow along with you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah, my Twitter handle is pretty simple. It's just Ocean Coast, just the word ocean next to the word coast with an S. And yeah, pretty simple. That's my main social media. It's what I kind of treat my random blurbs in my head and stuff like that on there. <laughs> yeah, a lot more good pop culture music content on Teddy's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Stream Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. Also, I'm good to go. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. I feel like I'm, I'm going to go back to work right now and I'm going to just put on some really good music and I'm very, oh. very excited. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks for coming on, Teddy. All right, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you, Teddy, for joining me on this podcast. You know the drill by now. If you like what you heard, give RTBP a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and follow along with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP 
podcast and DM me your favorite stories or things that you want me to discuss on the podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.